Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million families building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. That's greenlight.com slash odyssey. Coming up. By all appearances, before you drive off in the U-Haul, he's, you know, dumping the body half a mile away from his home and then driving off. He didn't give her a quick, painless death. It was essentially torture. For Vault Studios, I'm Will Johnson. You're listening to The Daily Crime. Just last month, in March 2021, 36-year-old Matthew Sullivan was sentenced in a San Diego courtroom, convicted in the stabbing death of his 32-year-old wife, Elizabeth Sullivan, in October 2016. Elizabeth's disappearance six years earlier gripped the area, and details would eventually emerge in Matthew's trial, revealing the brutality of Matthew's crime against the mother of his two young daughters. I'm joined by Richard Allen, a reporter at KFMB in San Diego. Richard... Thanks for being here. Tell me about Elizabeth Sullivan. She was a really well-liked person. There, there was one friend in particular that um, testified throughout the trial. He also spoke uh, at the sentencing, describing her really just as a, um, you know an intelligent woman devoted to her two young daughters. Um, she did have problems in her marriage, though. All right, so tell me about their marriage. Tell us about Elizabeth and, and Matthew before her disappearance. Matthew was in the Navy. He was uh, um, he's in the Navy. He was stationed in Virginia when he met Elizabeth. And uh, I guess they had essentially a whirlwind romance. Uh, they, it sounds like they went from dating, maybe casual dating, to getting engaged, to getting married. Um, and according to the friend, uh, Matthew was very charming at first. He um, basically told her he felt like he could give her a better life than the life she had had in Virginia. Um, so it sounds like they got married. Um, they, he was relocated to San Diego in the Navy. So they moved um, to San Diego. They had two little girls pretty quickly. Um, but it sounds like there were a lot of cracks in the marriage. There were a lot of marital difficulties. The one, uh, the, the friend that testified in court basically uh, referred to it uh, from day one as a as a loveless marriage. So there were not only marital difficulties, it sounds like there were also financial difficulties as well. When Elizabeth uh, went missing, that was October 2014, in the months leading up to that, according to the friend, Elizabeth had had um, an extramarital affair, and that, that did come out in court. Um, and there were also other problems. There were reports of um, abuse, verbal abuse, physical abuse um, directed toward Elizabeth by Matthew leading up to that as well. Um, So things were not going well in that marriage, essentially. So leading up to her disappearance back in 2016, it comes out that those issues that you're talking about seem to be really reaching ahead, right? Just in the days, weeks, even hours leading up to her disappearance, um, there were a lot of signs that things were not going well. Um, it sounds like Elizabeth had, in those days leading up to her disappearance, she had transferred some money, not a large sum, I think maybe $1,000, but she had, she had transferred money out of their joint account into her own account. She had had um, 
taken steps, it sounds like she had taken steps to get a restraining order, not only against Matthew, but also against his family. Sounds like the straw that broke the camel's back was Matthew was planning to move his family, his mother and his sister from the East Coast into their home to take care of the little girls because, you know, the the marriage was dissolving. It sounds like they were breaking up. Uh, But Elizabeth wanted nothing to do with this. She did not want his family, his mother and sister, in her house. So she had taken steps to apply for a restraining order against, against them, against his family, against Matthew. And then on, I think, the day before she went missing or was reported missing, she had gone to see a divorce attorney to talk about getting the wheels in motion. That was, I think, October 13th, 2014. It was the next day that she was first reported missing. And she wasn't reported missing by Matthew. She was reported missing by by a concerned friend. Okay, so she's reported missing in 2016. What happens after that? What comes next? There were search parties. Her family from Virginia was frantic. They would come out. They organized search parties. For two years, this woman was missing. Meanwhile, Matthew Sullivan was saying, my wife left me. He abandoned me. He abandoned my you know, two young daughters. We're left to fend for ourselves. You know, I mean, he's sort of painting himself, himself as the victim here. Um, two years later, almost to the day that she was reported missing, two years later, Matthew had just moved him and his two daughters to the East Coast. I think they moved to Delaware. He got out of the Navy. He was honorably discharged from the Navy, I think, in 2016, um, starting a new life, moving to Delaware with his daughters. Um, and in the, I think, the days, maybe a week, but just in the day or days following his moving out of San Diego, um, Elizabeth's body, decomposing body, is found floating in the San Diego Bay just about a half a mile away from where the couple lived, from the couple's home. Um, And she was wearing the same clothing that she was reported missing in two years earlier. Her body was decomposing, but the funny thing was, this is two years later, her body wasn't decomposed to the point that forensic investigators would believe that she had been in that water for two years. So the question is, where had that body been? The body had stab wounds consistent with uh, a stabbing death. Um, but the question was, where had that body been for the past two years? Um, you know, if it had been in that water for two years, um, it would have been in far worse shape than it was. So prosecutors hypothesized that he had stored it somewhere, perhaps in a, in a freezer in the couple's home. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. So, Richard, do they quickly hone in on, on Matthew in this investigation? Quick is not really that. He was he was not, I mean, of course, he's a person of interest from the beginning, right? He had just moved away with his daughters. Days later, the body is found, you know, floating in the San Diego Bay. But it wasn't until, I think, 16 months later after that, that he was actually arrested at his home in Delaware and then extradited 
back here to San Diego. A former Navy man accused of killing his wife pleaded not guilty today. Elizabeth Sullivan's body was found in San Diego Bay in 2016, two years after she went missing. Her husband, Matthew Sullivan, was arrested last month. Matthew Sullivan really showed no emotion in court today. He kind of kept his head down for most of the hearing. The only time he kind of shook his head was when prosecutors talked about the discovery of his wife's badly decomposed body. Today, District Attorney Summer Steffen weighed in on the case. Over three years have passed, but she hasn't been forgot forgotten. Dedicated work has gone into this case, and ironically, today, Valentine's Day, the killer is facing justice. Meanwhile, Matthew Sullivan's defense attorney says his client has no criminal record. He also said this. It's an incredible loss. They have two beautiful children. Um, they have a, a long uh, storied history. Mr. Sullivan, as I stated in court, um, is a, a Navy veteran uh, who's traveled the world defending freedom. And it is now going to be uh, his chance to be served by the institutions that he defended. Court documents state when police initially told Sullivan about his wife's death, quote, Matthew had little or no reaction. In the house where they had lived, I don't know if it had been sold or if another couple was living there, I'm not sure, but they went into the house. They found hidden in the insulation of the attic of that home a knife, a knife that it turns out has the DNA of both Elizabeth and Matthew on the handle, and that turned out to be a key piece of evidence in this case. Investigators, I mean, they did their work. They, they found out that the day after Elizabeth went missing, Matthew went to Ace Hardware to buy a carpet cleaner. And that also turned out to be a key piece of evidence. Um, going to the hardware store to buy this carpet cleaner, they found um, evidence of blood stains underneath the carpet in the couple's bedroom. That, uh, you know, turned out to be Elizabeth's blood. Now, the defense tried to <laughs> spin it saying that was Elizabeth's blood, but that was because Elizabeth had a uh, habit of cutting herself to release stress, which is something that her friends actually testified to during, during the trial. But um, so the defense tried to play it off as this is blood from Elizabeth cutting herself. She had a, a cutting issue um, and that Elizabeth herself hid knife in the attic to, to hide her, her cutting habits. That was the defense's story. So Matthew goes on trial last year. Tell us about the trial, how that all played out. Both sides, in the trial, both sides agreed that all the evidence they had was more or less circumstantial. But, um, you know, based on everything leading up to this, the disappearance, how she was reported missing by friends, um, there, was a, there was a pretty, there was a very strong case. And, you know, the jury saw it that way, that, that Matthew was, was responsible for this. Richard, the trial came to an end, and then a year later, he was sentenced, uh, in fact, just a little bit earlier this year. Tell us about the sentencing. He was completely emotionless. He spoke once to say that he believes if other witnesses had been allowed to testify on his behalf, that the outcome of this case would have been far different, that he would have, that he would have been cleared. Um, you know, he had nothing to say about how sorry he was. There was no contrition, no sorrow, no repentance. Um, but just throughout the entire, throughout the entire sentencing, even as the victim impact statements were being given, he just either looked off into space or looked down, but 
no real emotion on this man's face. The longer sentence won't make the pain go away, nor will my recanting of the sorrow I've gone through these last six and a half years make this man feel any differently than he does now. Matt has caused a tremendous amount of pain to me, Liz's family and friends. There are no words to describe this pain that still sits in the pit of my heart. She should have had decades to grow old and to watch her children grow up. And the defendant took all that away from her and from them. More than six years after San Diegan Elizabeth Sullivan was first reported missing, her husband is finally sentenced for her murder. Prosecutors say after stabbing the wife and mother to death, the former Navy man hid her body in a freezer for two years before later dumping it in the San Diego Bay. Matthew Sullivan's defense attorney tried in vain to argue for probation for his client, pointing out his lack of a criminal record before this. This is the person who got through high school without discipline records of any kind, no juvenile criminal court contacts. Arguments that in the end failed to dissuade the judge from handing down the 16 years to life sentence as Elizabeth's loved ones pushed for the longest punishment possible. I pray that Matt never see or experience freedom again. Richard Allen at KFMB in San Diego. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Will. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening to The Daily Crime. We're here every weekday, Monday through Friday, with new episodes. Be sure to let your friends and family know about The Daily Crime. We'll see you next time. Revolt Studios, Will Johnson.